What do we do when we can't get the gang together for an episode? We make it separately and glue it all together in post. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 136, for the week of Wednesday, the 1st of October, 2014. This is brought to you by ActionFigureBlues.com and Raid Collections. Tonight, we're bringing you four Toys of the Week as we review the Disney Infinity Thor figure, the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror playset number two, the Bandai Tamashi Nation's Impact Effect Diorama piece, and the DC Collectibles Teen Titans Red Robin action figure. Hey everybody, Scotty here. Uh, As you might have worked out from the introduction, we have a different show tonight. This has just been one of those weeks where it has been impossible to actually get a quorum together to do a show. So we decided rather than uh, skip our first week in AFB podcast history, that what we would do is uh, get those who could to put together a brief Troy of the Week for you. And uh, we put all that together for um, this episode, coming to you late with our apologies. Uh, Starting off tonight, we're going to have Ben reviewing the Disney Infinity Thor figure, which has come with the Disney Infinity 2.0 set, followed on by Adam reviewing a diorama piece, which is the Bandai Tamashi Nation's effect piece, which is a really interesting thing to look at. Then John's going to go back into the toy vault and uh, review something not vintage, but from less than recent history, the second Simpsons Treehouse of Horror playset. And then finally, I'm going to review an actual action figure, something brand new, hot off the presses, the DC Collectibles Red Robin action figure. So, hope you enjoy, and we'll be back next week with a full and proper episode. Thanks for your support. This is Major Matt Mason, Mattel's Man in Space, ready for every adventure with all his official equipment. The space station, protected by solar shields. The moon suit, designed for exploration. The space crawler that keeps on going no matter what. Get them together or separately. And share the exciting adventures of Major Matt Mason, Mattel's new man in space. For this episode, I'm reviewing the Thor figure that comes with the new Disney Infinity Marvel set, box set, that is the video game. The, The Disney Infinity series is, of course, the interactive video game that features figures that uh, you can play by putting them onto a a base that connects to your uh, video game console of choice. I did recently review the Captain America figure, and uh, tonight I'm doing my favourite Thunder God. Now, this is an interesting series in terms of it doesn't appear to have an obvious third-party... Manufacturer. Normally we see these farmed out to people like Hasbro. Um, this series is actually credited to Disney uh, and the address is from the Netherlands of all places. So uh, no obvious manufacturer other than Disney. Um, this is a 2014 release, uh, quite a big deal, advertised everywhere. Um, these, well, they're not quite action figures, they're not quite statues, they're kind of like mini stations. Uh, Thor clocks in at about four and a half inches tall if you want to count him to the top of his 
wings. Uh, inter- interestingly, Captain America was one of the singles that comes carded that you can purchase, whereas Thor is one of the three characters along with Black Widow and Iron Man who actually comes boxed with the set. Um, these uh, these seem to vary in retail. In Australia, they retail for about $18 each. Uh, however, they're currently on special at Kmart for just $12 each, so I've taken advantage and picked up a few. Uh, in terms of packaging, well, this one's a bit odd. He doesn't actually come in uh, individual packaging. Uh, most of them come on a blister card, uh, bubble on a blister, sorry, bubble on a card. Um, these guys actually come in a, a really large box set with sort of, uh, you know, the clear front that shows the figures in the box. This is actually pretty good because it means that you have the opportunity to have a bit of a look at the figures before you purchase. And you can, of course, um, choose ones with the better paint job. But, you know, more about that later. All right, well, in terms of the actual styling, um, I, I did say this about Captain America, and one of the things that seems really, really fun about this series is the styling. They, they are, of course, sort of, uh, you know, somewhat cartoony uh, look about them. But, um, you know, Thor has a, a really nifty pose. They could have gone with something quite generic, just a, a standard Thor, you know, standing with his uh, hammer Mjolnir raised. Uh, instead, we've got a bit of a, a defensive pose happening. Thor's got his arm up as if he's ready to jump into action, and, and Mjolnir's actually in his right hand sort of behind him. Uh, his cape is, you know, being swept along behind him, as is his hair. So, um, you know, it's, it's actually a really... Th- cleverly thought out pose and and that's i guess one of the things that's actually been attracting me to this series is uh it they are stylized but they're done in a really fun and interesting way um you know the sculpting well it's fairly simple uh one thing that's interesting with these is they don't seem to be following uh, a specific costume styling we don't seem to have uh doesn't seem to be specifically inspired by the movies it doesn't seem particularly inspired by the avengers assemble cartoon um or the actual comic books themselves there seems to be um uh, i guess a bit of a, a new outfit so thor has all you know the classic elements he has his winged helmet he has his large cape the discs on his chest um but you know beyond that it's it's fairly generic he's got some generic wristbands and some generic boots and things like that so they haven't gone crazy with the extra detailing um in terms of the paint well this i think is the biggest letdown of the series so far Uh, i was actually quite excited about this series i thought you know building a a marvel universe in this stylized uh look would actually be a lot of fun but if it is something that you're interested in you really do have to spend a bit of time checking out the the paint on these actually uh, look like one of those creepy guys in the toy aisle when I was uh, looking at the box set, just trying to find some eyes on Thor that weren't uh, cross-eyed, going the Marty Feldman look. Um, they really do seem to have cut corners on the paintwork. Um, from what I can tell, Thor was actually cast in flesh-coloured plastic, and everything else has been painted. So obviously his face and his arms are actually not too bad, um, but you can see elements where they've painted the brown for the the leather handle on Mjolnir, and they just haven't quite painted it uh, cleanly enough, and so you can see the flesh tones coming out. Um, there is actually a lot of slop where colours meet, in particular on uh, his actual costume where the, the blue colour of his tunic, I guess, meets the... Um, the silvery grey of the discs. There's a lot of slop going on there. What's actually interesting is because 
they haven't actually gone for a lot of detail on his lower half. There is some some styling in terms of his boots with some straps, but from the waist down, he is entirely one colour, and that's blue. They haven't actually done any highlights whatsoever, which is a bit of a letdown because th there is some nice detail there that I think um, they, they could have actually gone with. Um, but this is actually common to... You know, every figure that I've looked at so far. Uh, so, for example, Thor's helmet is is painted sort of a, um, oh, I guess, a bit of a, you know, a, attempting to mimic uh, metal by going for a grey colour, but there's no highlighting whatsoever. His hair is painted a, a blonde colour with no highlights at all. Uh, and the same goes for the red on the cape. So we really are talking minimal paint apps with these figures. Um, something else you'll notice where they've cut corners are things like um, Mjolnir with the, the hammer. Uh, Mjolnir is actually made from Uru, which is uh, a metal, but you know it gives that kind of stone appearance. There's actually no weathering on the head of the hammer at all. It's just um, it's it's smooth to touch. It's been cast in a, a grey plastic, and that's really it. There's no detail whatsoever. There's no writing, um, as we traditionally know Thor's hammer has. So, um, yeah, a little bit disappointing in terms of paint. Um, I said the same thing about Captain America, uh, and uh, it seems to be common across the whole series. That's obviously how they're keeping the price down, by um, by going for just that, I guess you know, cheaper paint apps. So for $12, I don't know, how much can you actually ask for? Um, obviously no articulation. This is a stack What's interesting, uh, again, I say what's interesting a lot because uh, this is quite unusual. It looks like the figure is actually made of separate parts. So it looks like you can see where they've actually attached the arms and glued them on, but there's no uh, obvious articulation anywhere with the figure. But uh, you can see that um, it's actually been assembled from a number of pieces. Um, playability, posability, well, you know, posability is non-existent. Playability, well, um, you know, really I guess it depends how, how you want to look at it. the actual figure itself. There's, um, you know, not a lot you can do with him other than sort of have him sort of look cool standing next to Captain America. However, if you want to go that little bit extra and call it an accessory, then I guess your playability, you know, goes through the roof because uh, you can actually play him in the video game. Um, the most recent uh, time that I've spent playing the game, I've been playing as Thor, uh, and he's actually a lot of fun. He's, um, you know, got some really cool sort of hammer work going where he's uh, hurling me all near at frost giants and things, and, you know, I played for a couple of hours, and, uh, you know, it is actually a lot of fun. So it, it's quite a clever concept. It's nice to have, you know, these figures and, and be able to sort of put them all next to each other and build a little universe of something a bit different that's, uh, you know, just not made by Hasbro. But, um, you know, you have that extra benefit of being able to play all your favourite characters in a video game. Now, as I said, Thor did actually come in the box set, but my understanding is uh, those figures will actually be released later down the track as individual figures. So if Thor was some uh, someone you were interested in picking up, then just bide your time and eventually you'll have that opportunity. So... Um, other accessories, you can actually get power discs for the game. These are sort of little round discs that you can add to the characters to um, play extra costumes and powers and, and things like that in the game. So there are these little accessories, but they don't actually come you know, specifically with the figures. You need to purchase them separately. Um, in terms of a dollar rating, well, uh, 
Look, I think this series has potential. I don't think it's ever going to get any better in terms of pain apps. So uh, if you are interested in collecting them, it's just something you, you are actually going to have to live with. If you're a, an action figure customizer, you could probably you know go out of your way to touch them up and add some detail if you could be bothered or just live with them simply as is. Um, the pros and the cons... The pros are the price, the fact that they're on special for just $12 each is a win. The cons, really, really dreadful paintwork. Number of paint apps is absolutely minimal. Uh, and, you, you know, if it's something that you do care about, you're going to have to spend a long time going through the pegs looking for, you know, figures that actually have half-decent paint jobs. So, all up, I think uh, this guy's probably worth $7 out of 10 more muscle, more metal, more than heroes, they're legends. Legends of Batman! from Mighty Batman Comics, all new legends blaze with all new power. Slice into time with Samurai Batman striking a massive blow for justice. As Silver Knight Batman flashed sizzling steel and cut through crime of a different time. And encased in a mammoth medal of flight pack, Batman solved the riddle of crime every time. More than heroes, they're legends. Legends of Batman! Figures each sold separately. Hi guys, tonight I'm reviewing the Tamashi Nation's Effect Impact Beige version. Uh, I guess it's really a, a figure stance come uh, diorama piece. It's from Tamashi Nation's. Um, it's a wonderful little number. Basically they released these, I think it was earlier this year. Um, there's a grey version, which is kind of a, a street slash urban kind of grey. Um, bit of a dark colour and there's a beige version. I happen to get two of each. The beige version looks more like a textured um, scrub slash wilderness kind of effect. Uh, highly useful for things like Dragon Ball Z fight scenes um, for the beige one. The grey one would be highly useful for things like, uh, well, maybe if you were doing like a, an Avengers street level fight scene, that would also be useful. So you open the box up, uh, you've got the standard Tamashi figure arts kind of tray system. So you've got a cover tray. Uh, and a bottom tray that the effect part sits in. You take it out of the trays, you have uh, the effect part itself splits into, um, there's a, a removable inner center, there's three segment parts that go around that, and on each of the segment parts there's another smaller removable part. The three larger segment parts that you can remove uh, each have peg holes for a figure arts uh, to machinations um, flight stand piece which is a really good idea, so you can stand it up vertically, you can break it apart and have it look like someone's got their ass kicked through a wall or got kicked their ass through some rocks and, you know, there's bits and pieces slightly separated, which is really good. Uh, the middle part has no such, no such feature, which is kind of strange, um, but I guess, you know, if you're kicking someone through a wall, you're going to have either blank space or you're going to have something else behind them, so that may make sense. Uh, you don't get any kind of flight stand, plug, what have you, for the smaller pieces uh, that, that come off the main segments, which is really strange. Um, they're, they're very small pieces. They haven't painted the back of the effect part at all, so it's just cast in, in the colour plastic that it is, and they've got to put a bit of a wash, a bit of paint effect on, on the front part. The back part has no such paint. But to have no... No peg hole in the back of the the part that clips into your outer segment. That's just strange. Um, so you can separate them off, but realistically they're going to hang in space with a dodgy little peg 
coming off the bottom of them and you couldn't hang them in space anyway, so you can really just take them off and leave them, I guess. So for myself, I would consider this to be a, a good little display piece for a single figure or maybe two figures. I don't think you're going to use this for a scene with kind of 10 or 12 figures, or at least if you are, you're going to, you're going to get a lot of these parts and you're going to have explosions all over the place or you're going to be using the segments, breaking them up a lot and trying to make a, an extra big circle, but spread it out. Uh, which, yep, fine, more power to you. Uh, 17 to $18 a pop. Uh, I don't think you're really going to be spending too much on each one of these. Um, it's, I guess one of the other things some people have got a little bit upset about is maybe, you know, maybe you could have put some peg holes on it or some some uh, foot pegs on it, but realistically, if you're doing that, you're probably standing, putting it at a level and having the figure stand in it, not too big an issue. Um, so I guess I haven't really talked a whole lot about the box itself, um, the box is a nice window box, display box kind of thing. Uh, it's got kind of artistic impression on the front. The back shows uh, how you take the pieces apart, how you can attach it to figure sands, um, and shows some suggestions of how you might use the thing, which is all very useful. Um, don't worry that it's in Japanese. It didn't stop me one bit at all. The one thing I will say about the packaging is it's... It's good that it's in a tray and it's therefore able to be put back in the box. The problem with that is, uh, good luck to you if you the first time you take this out and have a play with it and then put it back together and put it in the box, good luck to you getting it back in the tray the first time. It took me kind of a minute or two to, to work it out and um, I did that using one of the other ones that I hadn't opened yet. So if you had only the one or you had taken them all out of the boxes, have fun with that. I, I hope it goes well for you. Uh, yeah, I like this this item I think it's quite good I don't think I'm going to use kind of all four of them at once in a display you know if I was going to set up some kind of Addy Granov Iron Man Extremist um, tribute shot I would definitely use one of the grey ones for that I could use some of the beige ones for a Dragon Ball Z character powering up kind of thing but uh, yeah they're, they're a good little item uh, so coming down to the score well I would be remiss to give this um, points off for the dodgy little bits, uh, dodgy little edge pieces that come off for no real reason. Um, I think they've definitely cheaped out on the paint app a little bit because there's no paint on the back, but, you know, what do you really expect for a piece like this? Um, the flight stands, yeah, it would have been nice. You're paying $17, $18 for this thing. Uh, I think the flight stands, a set of three was something like, well, it was under 20 bucks. it was probably under $10, bucks. Um, but somewhere in that range. So they're not too expensive, and honestly, look, if you're, if you're going to be expecting to pay 17 18 bucks for what's basically a solid chunk of plastic, um, I don't think that you're really entitled to complain too much about missing a flight stand. Uh, so I would say these probably get about a, let's say a six. Let's say a six. They're, they're not actually an action figure in themselves. They're very useful for what they are, but what they are is, is somewhat limited. I uh, hope you guys found this useful, so enjoy yourselves, take care, and adios. Your adventures of Harry Potter continue in the slime chamber. Imagine, Malfoy has trapped Harry. I've got you now, Potter. Guess again. Now, Ron, the slime chamber will take care of you. Ugh, I've been slimed. Try my red slime. Ugh. Lumos. Slime is more powerful in the dark, Malfoy. Next time, the Slime Chamber will get you! Slime Chamber playset with glow-in-the-dark slime gel. You put it together, figure it out separately with colored slime. 
Hey guys, this is John. I'm coming at you with another toy review. And well, about a year ago, I think, I actually did um, a Simpsons playset, and it was the Treehouse of Horror number one. And I'm going to come back at you and do Treehouse of Horror number two, which is an alien ship. Um, I kind of got inspired a little bit. The guys over at Playing Banter were doing their top ten uh, Simpsons episode, so I thought, well, maybe I should do something Simpsons, and then I remembered that this playset was out there, so um, I thought I'd take a look at that. Um, it came out in 2001. It was packaged like all the Playmates stuff, um, environments at least, in a box, and it is their alien spaceship. Well, it's kind of part of an alien spaceship, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, it comes with, you know, the playset base and three figures, alien ship Homer, Kang, and Kodos. And I know you guys are all saying, well, Kang and Kodos, who are they? They are um, Star Trek villains. Actually, they are Star Trek villains because that's where the names come from. But they are also the two green aliens that are seen um, every now and then in Simpsons stuff. Uh, you'll know them. They have tentacles and they have big clear domes over their heads. And they are the aliens for Simpsons. So um, we'll look at the playset itself first. It is the alien ship. It is basically a big purple square with three of the little uh, World of Springfield tabs on it that you can connect the figures to. Um, due to the size of the base of the aliens, it's kind of hard to get everybody on that base all at the same time. It's just a little tricky because of... Uh, the shape of the alien feet. So um, on top of that, they have their view screen with a little joystick so they can move around a cursor that probably aims some sort of earth shattering device. And then there's two small wall sections. So whereas most of the Simpsons playsets have like full walls behind them, this one actually just has pieces of a wall and then a view screen. It's an okay set. Um, probably not one of the better ones just because there's so little to it. And you kind of snap all that together when you get the, the thing out of the box. Um, it's okay, but like I said, it'd be nice to have probably a full wall behind there instead of just a, a, a little, two little portions of the wall. The view screen is recognizable from the show, though. Um, you'll, you'll realize it as soon as you see it. But I think the real main thing that um, most fans of this line snapped this one up for was the Kang and Kodos figures, because, you know, everybody knows those green aliens, and they are pretty cool. Um... The sculpting's really simple, I mean, as you would expect for an animated figure, but um, the one thing, they, they did do this right, they, they have like some sculpted uh, snot coming out of their mouths, but um, what they did right is they did the sculpted head of the figure, I guess you'd call it, and then the tentacles are separate pieces, but then the head is actually in a clear plastic jar, so, you know, you actually end up with... Um, a pretty good representation of what's on the show. You got the one eye and it's all, everything's all painted real well. Um, both aliens have the big open drooling mouths, so, um, they look good, but then they have the, you know, the classic space helmet, which is pretty neat. Um, one thing, they are both different so that the sculpt's just a little bit different on both of them. I can't remember which one's which, but, um, it probably doesn't really matter at this point. One neat thing they did do was, um, the little spike on the top of the helmet, instead of making that out of a hard, clear plastic, it's actually like a clear, rubbery plastic. So if you drop them, that's not going to break off or it's not going to like fall over and hit you in your head and, you know, like impale you. So um, that's kind of cool. I actually have mine displayed really high up on a shelf. So that's kind of important to me because, you know, it could fall over. But actually, he never has because the 
the wide flat tentacles are kind of laid out in a way such that um, these guys have a pretty good base on them. They stand on their own. Um, they do rotate on the base, but that's really about the only articulation they have. They don't really have any articulated tentacles or anything. And you get two of them. They are quite a bit bigger than most normal Simpsons figures. So they're a pretty good get. Um, you know, if you're looking for this set just for them, they're probably worth it. So the Homer, on the other hand, he is... Um, just a regular Homer with the Sunday best Homer head, which probably isn't something you'd want to go out of your way for, but you know, you never know. Um, I think there's some other Homers they could have done. I think there's some other characters they could have done in the set, but having a different Homer is kind of cool. Um, for those of you that know, I used to do, uh, Simpsons comics, photo comics, and, uh, it was always nice to have a couple of different Homers with different facial expressions, but, uh, He's pretty plain. You know, if you just want a basic Homer with a closed mouth and not a big cheesy grin, this is a good one for that. There's also a couple of accessories here. We'll call them Homer's accessories. He comes with an open book, which is How to Cook for 40 Humans. And if you'll remember from the Treehouse of Horror episode where um, the aliens first premiered, uh, that cookbook plays into things. So, And there's dust on the cover. And Well, you guys, you guys have probably seen the episode, so. I'm not going to go into it. And Homer also comes with some sort of alien probe because, you know, you can't have aliens without having a probe, but um, they don't really have any hands to hold it in. So you'd have to almost let Homer hold it, which means he'd be probing himself, which is just kind of strange. Well, maybe not for Homer. No. Um, overall, it, it's a pretty good set. Uh, you know, these are World of Springfield sets, so when you snap, like, the aliens on the base, you get, you know, My Name is Krang, or This is a Mission of Conquest. Uh, Homer asks about being probed. If you don't have anybody on the base, the base makes a sci-fi sound. I was hoping that I could get the base working, but for some reason mine is not working currently, so, um, sorry about that. Maybe in a future show, if I ever get, uh get it working, we'll, we'll uh, amend this and I will, I will bring on the sounds for you, but, um, cool stuff. Uh, and you know, this is a continuation of that Treehouse of horror line. So this was a Toys R Us exclusive and, you know, I think for an exclusive, it's, it's not too bad a, bad a deal. Um, original retail price was $35 for this. So you got three figures in the playset for $35 probably a little high for value at the time, but, um, you know, those two alien figures alone would, would are almost worth, it, especially if you're Simpsons fan at all. Uh, you know, the, the place set itself, eh, it, like I said, it's probably not one of the better ones, but, um, and neither is the Homer, but the two alien figures are just so cool. Um, that you guys would all love them. I'm sure. Downsides, um, I think I've said it, you know, you've got the playset without walls and you got a kind of bleak Homer figure. Um, other than that, I, I really don't have any, any downside to this. There's no, um, paint issues to speak of. It's pretty well, you know, the same paint that we see on all of the other, uh, figures in this line. Uh, you know, Homer's got the, the waist and arms and head and that's about it. And then the aliens have just the waist or neck or whatever it is for their, uh, their articulation. So there's not a lot of articulation, but, um, you know, then again, I think like me and Ben had talked a while back, uh, simple articulation and simple paint. They really kind of go with, I think the Simpsons in this style. So, 
they've done a great job of bringing those aliens to life, uh, making them look like they stepped right out of the animation and, you know, onto your toy shelf. So for that, it's pretty good. Dolly rating. Well, that one's a little harder here. The, the two aliens are so good, though. Um, I probably would go eight and a half out of ten on this one. Uh, there's the playset could be better, and like I said, the Homer could be just just completely different. Um, you know, a scared Homer or something would have would have probably went a little bit longer way with me. But you know, if you don't have a Homer for some reason, uh, this wouldn't be a bad way to go. So. Um, you know, there's always that. So your mileage may vary, but uh, in my case, I'm going to go eight out of eight and a half out of ten dollars for this one, and uh, I think that'll be about it. So as you guys get ready to watch new Simpsons episodes, uh, remember back to some of those old ones because I think some of those old Treehouse of Horror uh, episodes were really good. There's some some weird stuff going on in some of the early ones, and you know, go check out my friends over at Plan Banter and their top ten Sim- Simpsons episodes. Um, they did a pretty good job of. Uh, picking out some real classic episodes and uh it kind of reignited my my uh Simpsons passion a little bit so and yeah, maybe we'll see some more stuff coming up anyway i will turn you on to the rest of the guys here and uh we'll all talk to you soon peace out hey kids i'm here to tell you about two extremely famous plumbers mario mario and luigi mario from the super mario brothers movie you want to know we'll make some super Cause they triumph over the evil Koopa and his brain sidekicks, Iggy and Spike, using only their plumbing tools, and they battle the Goombas. Koopa's hideous dino human army. Those Goombas are scary. The Super Mario Brothers action figures from Earl. But don't worry, they're not real. Okay, it's Scotty again. I'm back to uh, bring up the rear, as it were, of our uh, glued together review show. And I am going to review the latest thing that I've just picked up, which is the DC Collectibles Teen Titans Red Robin figure. Now, we've already seen uh, three Teen Titans figures from DC Collectibles that came out together, Superboy, Wonder Girl, Kid Flash. Um, I've seen those on the shelves a number of times. I'll probably pick them up eventually, but none of them grabbed me as a toy that I really needed to have. Um, Red Robin, interestingly, um, has been sculpted by a different sculptor, and uh, I think it shows just in the quality of the sculpt. Uh, it is really well done. Um, Jason Todd has always been a favorite character of mine, um, even though I'm not really sold on his New 52 incarnation and the changes to his origin, um, and certainly wasn't sold on his uh, suit when I first saw it in the comics. Um, they've done a really good job of making it uh, into a good action figure. So sculpt-wise, there is a fantastic amount of detail in um, this toy. Uh, the uh, All of the details of the harness, his armbands, um, the different features of his costume are all sculpted, nothing painted on. Um, the increased articulation um, for DC Collectibles figures has been um, really fantastic to see, and we've got all of it um, well, most of it happening here. I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, so we've got the um, traditional points, but then plus a, a bicep point uh, arm articulation at the glove. Um, no wrist articulation, just the glove, but it does mean that you can move his hands around. Um, knees, uh, ankles, but 
only ball joint ankles, no ankle rockers, which becomes is a little bit of an issue. Um, and the, the one thing that I would say just sculpt-wise with this from a practical perspective is that the flexibility of the uh, ankle ball joints um, is a little bit disappointing when you think about posing this in a flight stand, etc., which you might want to do. Um, his feet actually uh, bend all the way um, up in a unnatural position, as in raising his um, foot uh, towards his knee, but then um, going back, which is what you'd be doing if you were posing this in a flight stand, there's not quite enough of a range to really make that um, work effectively. At least they're there. That was one of my constant beefs with the DC Direct figures was that um, the lack of ankle articulation, A, made them hard to stand up, but B, really limited your posing options and made them look silly in flight stands. But we're in the new articulation now, so that's what I'm critiquing. Um, Red Robin in his uh, New 52 costume has a very complicated set of wings, and uh, they have been sculpted. They come as a separate piece um, that is packaged really nicely. There's two trays to this uh, in internal packaging. Um, so one of the things that's often a drama with capes in packaging is then trying to uh, you know pull them through if they're attached to the figure this is actually a separate piece that snaps on um, quite easily to the back of the figure it comes in a separate tray so really easy to um, unpackage and put together and the effect of this uh, visually is um, really strong it does, however, limit your posing of the character a little bit um, because of the way that it has been sculpted. So he does, um, I'm finding that he has to lean forward a little bit to be able to stand up and support it. Um, and just the way that the cape has been um, attached to the back um, causes him to uh, lean forward a bit. If you try and stand him up directly, then it's actually cutting into his legs and makes it hard for him to stand. So it's only subtle, um, but it is a little bit of a uh, an issue pose-wise. The other thing that I'm interested in about this sculpt-wise is that he has got two hands that are look like they're grasping or ready to hold something. He doesn't come with any uh, accessories. So again, thinking about potentially wanting to pose this in a, um, a flying position. I feel that, you know, one, at least one hand that was more suited to, uh, a flying pose would have been a useful thing to sculpt considering that he doesn't come with anything to hold. Paint wise, uh, this is fantastic. We've had a few little ups and downs with DC collectibles, action figure paint lately. Um, he doesn't have uh, pupils to paint on, which is where some of the issue has been. Um, but the the paint of all of this is really well done. Absolutely no complaints about it. All the lines between the red and black of his costume, the gold elements are all really nicely done. Um, and uh, I can't see any production issues with this toy at all. Um so the, if you're a Batman fan, if you like Jason Todd, even if you're not excited about what um, DC Collectibles has done with uh, him in the New 52, I think this is a figure that is worth having. Um, I haven't mentioned the head sculpt. The head sculpt is fantastic as well. Um, I'm going to give this a dolly rating of an 8 out of 10, and that is simply for those few little issues that I've spoken about that do limit posing a bit in terms of 
um, the lack of ankle rockers, um, the the ankle articulation not really extending to where you would want it for a flight pose, um, and uh, the the interference of the cape with his legs. So, you know, I think there's probably a couple of little mechanical issues there that keep this from being um, a ten out of ten. But certainly, um, in terms of the quality of toys that DC Collectibles is producing at the moment, I I really could not be happier. Um, and I would love to see them extend that to some classic representations of the characters because to me, these are the best six inch. DC toys that we have ever seen. For me, they surpass DC Universe Classics just in terms of their um, you know, individual sculpting. Um, the only thing that they, they lack articulation-wise from the DC Universe Classics is the chest crunch, which I'm really not a fan of. Um, so I would love to see DC Collectibles extend this to um, some more classic representations of the characters because I would definitely be buying them. Um, so that is all from me, and it is all from us for this uh, brief and glued-together show. Um, again, uh, apologies for not being able to uh, get a regular show out to you this week, but we, we know that you rely on listening, and we love getting it out to you, so we thought that this was better than nothing. We hope you enjoy, and uh, we'll be back very shortly with a full and proper episode of the Action Figure Blues podcast. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. 